In this episode of my podcast, Relentless Life on Your Terms, episode 10, season two, I sit down with the amazingly talented Michael Bader, who's one of the owners of the Carolina Group, who's a series of restaurants who's been going for over 25 years, which include Ibacaro, Carolina, and Maramio, to mention a few, who are all chef-hatted restaurants, had over 100 employees, and are turning over eight figures. We talk about the importance of brand, the importance how the Melbourne culinary experiences have had to pivot their business to ensure that they can survive what Michael described as their toughest time in business during COVID. Now more than ever, we need to get behind our local business to ensure that we survive our culinary experiences throughout great country, Australia. If you like my content, please remember to subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. On this episode of my podcast for an endless life on your terms, I have a very, very special guest, a very close friend, in fact, a brother all invited, Michael Bader. How are you, mate? I'm well, Chris. How are you? Thanks for having us. Now, Michael Bader is a co-owner of the Carolina Group, who consists of over five restaurants, multi-award winning chef-hatted restaurants, have over 100 employees, turning over eight figures, have so many accomplishments. But Michael's biggest achievement is turning his customers, turning his clients into repeat customers that come back because of his amazing food and his amazing service, which I can attest to because I visit these restaurants all the time. Michael, tell us a bit about the Carolina Group. Uh, well, the Carolina Group um, is, a, is, a, is a venture that has grown over, over a period of time, um, involved with a few restaurants, El Bacaro, um, Sati, but now Maramio, there's uh, Bar Carolina and there's Teto. And there's a canteen at Carolina, which is a cafe next door. Um, so we're all involved individually and, and separate sort of co-owners and whatnot. But as a group, it's all collectively known as the Carolina Group, which is a new um, thing that we've sort of created because the group just gets bigger and bigger. Um, we've been around for, for, for a while now. Um, Ilbacro is the first restaurant. It's been around for 25 years. And Sati follows, uh, follows on that. We, um, we just did 14 years of Sati and now recently renovated as Marimio um, in last October. Um, and then all the other, and Bar Carolina has been around for three years and Teto just opened up at the same time as Marimio, which is about a year ago from now. And as you know, Melbourne's got some of the best culinary experiences in the world. And uh, Saadi, which is a restaurant I went to for many, many years, which is now known as Marimio, would have been celebrating its one year anniversary this October. Unfortunately, it wasn't what we um, all planned. But before we get into that, when did you start in hospitality, Michael? Uh, my, fir- my first uh, job as a hospitality was 16 years old. I started uh, like everyone um, does or everyone should start, I guess, from, from the bottom. Um, we started in uh, washing dishes. I worked at a cafe, local cafe, uh, 16 years old, part-time, going to high school and sort of washing dishes a couple of years in. Uh, finished, finished high school, sort of went to... TAFE did a hospitality management course for a few years and but kept on working um, full-time in hospitality so from from washing dishes to sort of jumping on the floor and then then moved on to managing the, the actual shop the store and then moved on from that and then came on to, to Sati and again started off as a, as a, as a, as a manager and then bought into the to the business and then that was that's now 12 years ago now Wow, time flies. So yeah, time flies. Hospitality. What was, what was your love? Was it food, service, helping people out, putting a smile on people's face? What was it? That yeah, all, all, all of that, Chris, all of that. Um, I come from a very hospitable family. Um, there's a, never a dull moment in my, in my family. 
there was always always things, always people coming over, mum and dad always in the kitchen, you know, dad doing the drinks. It was just all a full on um, experience like that. Everyone used to come over and there's always the, the door was always open. So growing up in that environment was just a, a natural, natural thing for me. Um, being hospitable and looking after people and just doing it as a natural thing. For, I that just fell into it as, as a young kid, just sort of walking past one day, Ch- Chadson Shopping Centre, I walked with my mum um, and then I said, mum, I'll be back. And I just walked past this cafe and I sort of said to the, to the owner, I can't speak to the owner. And, I, and then we had sat down a couple of minutes and said, um, I said, is there any work? I was 16 and I wanted to work and I just started like that. So I just, I fell into the, to the job like that and then fell, fell in love with it. Um, but, but not knowing that I've always had it in my life, but just sort of the two sort of worlds came together and I've been in the industry ever since. And everyone always asks me, you know, how do you do that hard job? But, you know, I love what I do and I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, look, going to all your restaurants, because I can't tell you, I know, you know how many times I've been, how many functions I've booked at the old Sati, the new Marameo and Carolina. And I can attest to your ability to read clients and to make sure that they're, they're happy always got food in their belly, great food, great service, great drinks is why you've won all these awards and why your places are such an amazing place to visit and why I come all the time. And that I list them as some of my favorite restaurants in Melbourne and in Australia. And I eat in restaurants all around, all around the world. And you've got, you tick every box. I'd like to ask you, um, obviously the hospitality industry has been hit more than any industry or as much as retail, as much as any industry especially in Melbourne, Victoria, and having over 100 staff, how have you guys been able to, to cope with, all, with everything that's happening? Oh, well, it's, it was, it's been pretty difficult. Um, when the first lockdown happened in the end of uh, March, um, we were sort of shocked and we didn't know what to do. We were in a sort of panic mode, um, survival mode. We unfortunately had to let go of a few sort of people um, that have worked with us for a short amount of time. Um, our key and core people to the business, in each business, um, we, we, we kept and we looked after um, as much as we could. Then, then things like implemented like JobKeeper and all that, which helped us a lot, which we were able to sort of get those people back and sort of pay them. And then we're doing bits and pieces around the, around the, around the restaurant. Um, we are in the city, got hit the, the, the most. So we decided to do some takeaway for a few weeks, almost a month and all that. There was not much traction. So we all moved down to Carolina, which is in South Yarra. Um, and we also did a joint venture with all the businesses and we did takeaway out of, out of that for the first lockdown. Um, and then when we reopened for, for four to five weeks, we opened and the second lockdown, it was just sort of like, we knew what we were doing. We shut down, we, you know, cut, cut the bleeding once again, um, we'll manage our costs and it's just with all these, um, sorry, Chris, I just got cut out there. That's okay. Uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, so we were able to, to sort of restructure our model again and then we're just constantly evolving. But just, just mon- watching, watching the, the dollar that goes out because when there's no income coming in, it's very hard to sort of sustain a, a business with no money coming in. Well, obviously, you came up with a, a couple interesting ideas and concepts and I'm really proud to see you pivot so quick. So what you did at Bar Carolina, which you had like uh, f- food that you could get delivered, food you could get, uh, pick up drinks, all these. Tell us a little bit about that. You, you're trying to get your labels in stores now. Just anything that you can do to create some sort of business while this crazy time ends. Yeah, so the, the first lockdown was 
was was was quite good. There were a lot of local supporters, and everyone sort of jumped in and helped. So everything was going really really well in that regard. Obviously not as good as us being being um, open, but to 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 a point, it was it was sort of becoming feasible. Just covering our costs just to survive, get the, keep the staff happy. So the second lockdown was a bit more challenging because the it was in that panic mode. So we had to think outside the box. So things like um, we did we started reaching out to all supermarkets and the little little um, little boutique sort of place like um, Toscano's and, I, and the IGA um, with local sort of stores. We put our takeaway things there. We reached out to Providor, which is a great platform, which we've got on there, which is ready to meal, um, ready meal packs that get delivered to your home. We've done the takeaway service. Um, you can order hot food that's delivered or pick up through the restaurant. We created our own little co- bottled cocktails you can buy in the store or online. So it was just a lot of different things and it would change on a weekly basis and it would just be constantly evolving. You know, it's not, it's not making money to, 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 to anything above that. It's just literally covering costs. Um, but keeping our brand alive is very important. I want to talk to you about brands and I know it's, I know it's been an extremely tough time and having to do all that business, people, people just think, how, how is the Melbourne colouring experience going to be, look like? And I'm hopeful that we're going to come out of this the other end. You've built a very, very powerful brand over all these years. What was it that made the Carolina Group a powerful brand? And what made people, what turned customers into clients? And what do you think is a key difference for a good restaurant or a good brand for that matter? Well, we've been around for a long time. Um, as I said, like Buckrose, the, the flagship that they started and then Sati and then, then the rest sort of followed. But one key thing that we put up as high and I believe very different to every other hospitality venue in Melbourne um, is, is our attention to detail and our service and our, that repeat repeat customers that not only customers that become our, our great great friends um, and, and family that we've known over the years and it's just that attention to detail that you get when, that you don't get at those other restaurants or the bigger bigger chain restaurants you know when the owner we're all owners they're, they're, there's, there's a few owners of, of, in, in the business and we're all hands on you know I'm, I'm an owner in a few of the businesses but I'm um, I run out of uh, Marameo, which is which is every partner is in charge of their own little little venture. So we do that a lot of hands-on experience, which customer appreciates it, but then also you got the, your finger on the pulse at all times. Um, it make a big difference, and obviously going there, the food's always amazing and on point. But you feel welcome when you go there. And I see a lot of the same faces. So if we're to talk about Carolina, it's only been three years, mm. and then obviously Marameo Trasadi, it kind of built like. It's a cool place to hang out. You see a lot of the who's who in Melbourne that hang out yeah. there, and developers and builders, and and it's always always a fun place to visit. Yeah, Carolina's a great success. Uh, my my business partner Joe Joe Mamone, he's the um he he he's, he runs that, that business like I run in Marameo, um and we all sort of chipped in to start to, to to work on the floor and whatnot. But but Joe's really good at what he does over there, and we're all good at individually. And in our own restaurant, but Bar Carolina has been a great success. Such a short amount of time, it's built a very strong brand, and uh, people love going there. The food's great, the the, the vibes fantastic, you know, the service, drink. It's it's just a it's a fun place to be. It's one of those well wind places where you when you go in and you just lose track of time, and you and you just two three hours later and you realise, oh, I've been here for too long. I better go now. <laughs> but um, yeah. And obviously, the one that um, the one that I visited for the longest, and the one that's very close, is the old Sati, which is now Maramio, which I use for my client functions every year. We book out the place, 
the food second to none. You do have, was it, I keep getting this wrong, is it Victoria's or Australia's best tiramisu you got voted? Which one? <laughs> it was one of, one of the Australian best tiramisus. <laughs> which, which is a huge thing. And, it's an, and what would you say, it's an Italian infused, uh, what would you call the, the, the cuisine? Well, Sati, Sati over the years evolved into, you know, it, we always used to do the traditional dishes, but done a little, little twist. So that was our little, little flair to the restaurant. Um, Sati as a business was, was here for almost 14 years. Um, we had a fantastic run, but then we sort of decided to sort of close the doors, rebrand, freshen it up. It was a dark, dim sort of place. Now there's Maramira's a lot lighter and brighter. You can see it's sort of in the background. Excuse me. Excuse the boxes from packing. That um, we change our model a bit, but yeah, but um, but Sati is a, is a dear place to myself, and 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 you know, working from from starting a business as thirteen years ago from the start to what it is to closing to opening, seeing all the all the you know emotions through the business is quite a quite an important stage of my life. And I know you do do functions there because I I host. I've had a christening or two there. I've had client functions as well. So on Sunday we book out the place, and it's. Definitely something to check out. But one thing that you mentioned, which I'd like to really touch on, you mentioned local business, supporting local business. And I've spoke a lot about this because I think it's so important for us to ensure that the, the Melbourne culinary experience remains one of the best in the world. And we can take all of these great restaurants, all of the Carolina Group restaurants out and make sure that they're there at the other end. So what do what small businesses need to do or what do people need to do to support our great restaurants like, like Maramio, like Carolina, like all these things, what, what, what do they need to do and how, how do we reach out? How do we show our support? Well, every, every, first of all, everyone around us, our clients and our friends and family are very, very supportive along the way. And now we understand financially everyone's feeling a pinch some, somewhere. So in, anything does help. Um, and we understand that everyone has their own financial sort of bits and pieces that they need to deal with. But, but anything sort of helps along the way to get us through to the next journey. The, the, the difficult part will be the next stage um of opening up but before that things like providor which is a great platform which we've recently started through um carolina first we we, we tested the waters with that for probably about two months ago then maramia has been probably the last three to four weeks um, it's a platform it's a great concept um run by, by shane delia uh, which is the maha group um, and he's come up with the concept that ready to ready to make meals that are packed gets delivered to your house the next day, which is a great business plan um, for us, which is another avenue that which we never were aware of and um, something that we'll continue to keep on and we'll just continue to grow and grow. And through the period of time, obviously growing in, in, in Melbourne, Victoria, the, um, having a busy full packed out restaurant in December seems very, very, very far, far away from our eyes, um, as in full capacity. So something like that can really help with spring carnival, Christmas, New Year's, all that sort of events that we normally bank on towards the end of the year that we won't be able to maximise this year. Did you, you mentioned that, and it's, look, look, every week is like an eternity when you're a business owner and you've got multiple things that you've got to feed and do, but congratulations on pivoting across it. If I was to ask you a couple of points, what do you think is so important when creating a brand in such a competitive landscape like Victoria, Melbourne specifically, we've got so many great restaurants. How do you stand out of the package? You mentioned service, you mentioned food. What, what else? Yeah, it's, they're, they're the fundamental things of what, of, of what we do, like the food, the service, the ambience, the vibe. That's all sort of comes together. Fortunately, we've been around for, for a long time. 
so people do understand the quality of level of, of service and food and, 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 and restaurant that we deliver. So anything that we sort of are part of, people want to, want to check it out. And, you know, to, to, to maintain that is, is just as hard as creating that, but creating that comes from a, a lot of, a lot of different, different things with, with menus, the vision to, to vibe, to ambience, to seedings that it, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of things that, that make it come together, but we've done it quite a few times now. So we're, we're aware of what people want and, and, and um, quite fortunate of that. And I guess it's like anything, you're only going to know the experience if you go treat that experience yourself. So when these uh, restrictions get lifted, please get behind these restaurants. I guarantee you categorically, they're my favorite restaurants. I eat all over the world. You won't be disappointed in the food, the service, all the smile that we greeted every time. For right now, please support our restaurants in Melbourne. Now, um, Michael, as always, I love coming and seeing your restaurants. Always Thanks. great to see you and your team. All your team's great at what they do. And I cannot wait to walk back into your restaurants and eat as per normal. I hope it's sooner rather than later. As for tonight, I'm going to have to pop by and pick up some lasagna. for yeah. the <laughs> No, he loves that. So thanks for that. Now, are you ready for the quick fire questions, Mr. Beta? Going. All right, let's go. <laughs> now, first thing that comes to mind. Now, I know some of the answers, but not everybody does. Do you have any pets? No. What's your favorite color? Blue. Do you know why your favorite color is blue? Do you know what blue means? No. The healing color. And it's, um, there you go. It's a wealth color also. So what <laughs> Well, I need definitely need that now. What's your favorite TV show? Sorry? Favorite TV show? Oh, I used to love Suits. Excellent. Uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Who was your role model growing up? Chris Christoffi. Besides Chris? <laughs> um, Anthony Bourdain. Oh, no, I don't know the answer. Describe <laughs> yourself in three words. Sorry? Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Um, ambitious, fun, hardworking. Tick, tick, 100%. Now, you leave the house, you can only take one item. What are you taking? Ooh. Your wife's out, so let's say your wife's gone. <laughs> I was scared to answer that one. I, 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 I don't know. Oh, tough, tough call. I want to say my phone, but I, don't, I want to leave it at home half the time because it doesn't stop ringing. Um, yeah. Probably the phone. Everyone says phone, keys, or wallet. Now, give me one thing that annoys you the most. Um, slow people. <laughs> Best advice you've ever received? Um, be nice to your mother. That's great advice. If you had one last meal, what would it be? Um, ooh, that's a very hard question. <laughs> you can't ask the restaurant to what, what he wants to eat for the last time. It's like impossible, but I don't know. Let's just, let's just say a nice, simple uh, grilled fish salad. All right. I was going to say bolognese, but okay. Now, <laughs> if your house was on fire, you ran back in, you can get two things. You're assuming your family and your belong, your, your family's out. What are the two things you're going to run back into grab? Um, if there any cash in the house and maybe yeah, cash, yeah. <laughs> and probably valuables. But so so jewelry, okay. Now yeah. 
Name one book that you've read that's positively influenced you. Um, your, your, your book is uh, quite informative, Chris. I enjoyed reading that. You've got a lot, so people have been reading. That's good. <laughs> books you read in hospitality or mindset or anything that really still stood out to you that you thought, I really like this book? That Sorry, I'm missing. I've read, whether it be hospitality or a, or a business book that you read that really stood out to you? I, I really enjoy I really enjoy reading hospitality um, chefs and, and, and the way that their lives have, have there's many, many books, um, gastronomical books that, that, that are out that I, that I enjoy reading and just personally restaurants, restaurateurs and how they evolve and is, is reading that I like to read. Makes a lot of sense because it's a passion for you. You mentioned before how much you love working and I know that, that feeling because when I walk there, no matter that you do 15 hour days, I see you're always there to happy and serve. So it's really good to see. Now, Thanks. if you in a movie, who would be the actor? Oh, so I would play me, who would be the actor? Um, like, well, if I was going to say, say the last one, right? it's, 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 it's a story of your life, the movie. Who's the yeah. actor? Michael Bader. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Okay, you can pass that one. I do want to know that answer, though. Any tattoos? <laughs> so where? Any tattoos? Yeah, I got a. One tat. My One own. tat. My mum's name. Beautiful. Best gift you've ever received? Um, my wife. Good, good, good answer. <laughs> if you had one superpower, what would it be? To read people's minds. That's a popular one. I like that. Now, if you could, go, if you could be at dinner, three people, you can invite to dinner. They could be living or they could be past. Who would you have at the dinner table? Anyone you want. Uh, my wife, my mum, and my dad. Beautiful. Now, when you start, if you went in the restaurant or hospitality business, it would be a very hard one for you, Michael, because I know you so well. What would you do? Ooh. I don't know. I've always, I've always loved the, uh, the property game. So something involved in something in that, in that sort of lifestyle. We'll be working together. There you go. There you go. For those people who are listening, Michael, give me three key takeaways that you want people to, to have received from this episode. Anything you want. Is it to support local restaurants? Is it anything? Key takeaways about brand service. Give me three key things. What are three yeah. main Three main things. Uh, first of all, thanks for everyone for, for supporting the locals. Um, if you know our brands and you have supported those, um, thank you for, first, first mostly for that. Um, don't, don't ever give up on your dreams. Um, you know, we've been in the industry for a very long time and we, this is the biggest hurdle we've had to, had to, had to go through. Um, and, and we're fighters and we'll get through this. So just keep that going and just be true to yourself and be honest to yourself. And just look after, look after the people around you that look after you day in, day in, day out. And they're the most important people you need to look after. And especially going through what we're going through right now, you really realize who's, who, who they are and very important to a successful business. Well, someone that's been going for 25 years, Michael, I think you know what you're saying. And I think that's the reason why you've gone through so many hurdles. And for the sake of, for the sake of Melbourne's culinary 
I know you guys will come through this stronger, and I hope a lot of other restaurants come out the other side with you guys. On a scale of one to ten, how much fun was this with this podcast? A hundred. There we go, man. <laughs> it was a pleasure. I look forward to probably see, seeing you later on tonight to get that lasagna. Perfect. On the show, guys, get behind our restaurants. Um, they need our support now more than ever. Local business supporting local people. It's all what about keep our money in Victoria and Melbourne. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chris.